And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What is happening, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I am your host, Raider Hart, and you've tuned in to Captain of the Week and Walk the Plank, guys. This is off of the Raiders' miracle win over the Patriots 30-24, to Wild, one of the wildest finishes in games that you'll ever see. And we're going to break down our captains and uh, who's going to walk the plank this week. And when I say we, I'm, of course, I'm talking about Raspy Raider here with me again. But before we jump into the good stuff, guys, let's set the table first and remind you, you can find us on social media. Ask Raspy's coming up here in a couple days. Get your questions in. Best place to probably do so is still at uh, on Twitter, Raider Twitter. You can find us at silver underscore hack. And also... You can also submit stuff to us on Facebook as well. We do get a few good questions from there from time to time. And uh, also, guys, help us out. Help us spread the word. Help us continue to grow um, by telling anybody in your life that's a Raider fan where to find us. And that's very simple. All you have to do is tell them wherever you're getting your podcast at now, you can find the Silver and Black Hack podcast there as well. So it's nice and neat and tidy for you. Have them subscribe and download and, and just across the board, guys, turn your notifications on so you don't miss out on Ask Raspy or any of these other segments that we have, Captain and Plank, during the week. But now that that's out of the way, let's get into it. Raiders won in a thrilling, it was really a Raiders Christmas miracle if you, if you want to really get down with it like that. Raiders do win, and so there's plenty of options for Captain and Plank. Raspy just have you had a chance to come down off of that miracle win first off? Well, first and foremost, I hope we have one more Christmas miracle left and we can uh, figure out a way to beat the, uh, you know, Steel City right before the day actually drops and Santa comes to town. But I'll, I'll take the early Christmas present, man. Yes, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind, man. <laughs> we are, you know, less than 24 hours removed from uh, – just something amazing and just funny as hell to see. So love being on the right end of these ones, but uh, ready to get into it, man, for sure. Yeah. One of these days, Raspy, we'll have to put out a documentary on the, just how chaotic the, the Derek Carr Raider era was, not just him in particular, but just the team, just the chaos. That'll be an interesting thing to do down the road. But for right now, let's start with the plank. So we can – this is a classic week where it feels good. It feels right to, to leave everybody on a high with the captain. Yeah, yeah, we won, man. So I'm, I'm in total agreement. Yeah, you know, so we kept hope alive with that win. So let's start with the – did you have something? No, I'm ready to get into it, man. Oh, I thought I heard something there. But, yeah, let's, let's start. There wasn't a lot of candidates to plank. You know, it wasn't a great team performance, but wasn't a – a pathetic team performance with, you know, with a lot of really terrible individual efforts that were just obviously queued up. 
you know, for, for the plank this week, but Raspy, there were, I felt like maybe you feel differently. I don't like to speak for you, but I felt like there were some candidates clearly for the plank, even in a win. Did you feel the same? And if you do agree, who did you have on the plank this particular Sunday? Well, I do. And I think you're almost kind of like sneakily like answering my for me. I think it was more of a group effort on yeah. a couple different on a couple different phases of how this game went and how it, you know, rolled out. And for me, man, you know, my plank of the week, man, I'm putting the whole offensive line. It's time you walk the plank. Right. I mean, yeah, there were some injuries there. Bars went down early. You know, Parham goes down. I mean, it it looked disjointed. We had guys in there. I can't even pronounce their last names. Didn't even know they were on our freaking team, man. Um, so many pre-snap penalties. It looked disjointed, you know, confused and just convoluted. And, oh, man, it, it seemed to just get worse as the game progressed, you know, because guys started kind of dropping there and, yeah, so if I'm going to throw anybody on, I'm throwing the O-line out there, man. And it's contradictory in a sense because I'm hard on car, but this O-line has been one of those things that we've depended on and it has flat out played really well for the majority of the season. So was absolutely let down, man. The, you know, run game, weren't getting the push or the snap we needed. Wasn't like, you know, Josh got completely smothered, but – not what we're used to seeing, you know, at a 4.2 per clip. Pass pro was was sketchy at best. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was it was a weird week. It was a weird week for the offensive line, but that's where I, that's where I'm going on the plank on this one. Yeah, Carr was sacked three times in this one, you know, and that's he's not the type of. I mean, no quarterback likes pressure or, or gets better with pressure, but. It does affect him, and he didn't have the time to throw, was harassed. We talked about it in the, the post-game show. How many times did Derek Carr have to exit stage right out of the pocket and throw the ball away? And, you know, so, yeah, the offensive line, I, I just I, – I have to agree with you on this one, man, because as much as I would like to push back sometimes it, with this particular – the offensive line was horrible. They were terrible. Well, it's tough. It's tough when you win the game, man. We, we've been like that, you know, when you have these big, like, crazy, you know, historical wins or just, you know, dynamic wins. You don't want to – but it, it was. It just – it wasn't where it needed to be, man. And this is something that it has to get better moving forward. We have, you know, talked about it, man. We all know it. we got to win every game out. Offensive line, man, we need you guys. So whoever the hell's in there, man, it's got to be better. You said you didn't even know some of these cats were on the team. It's because they weren't. Like some of these cats yeah, were literally called up. We got somebody, a guard off of the Broncos, who I actually, yeah. after speaking with some people, claimed that this guy's going to be a good guard. Mudai or, yeah, Mudai or Mutai. He came in the week before he signed with us with Denver and helped them go and, uh, you know, hang tough with the Chiefs. He, I, that's why I was kind of surprised to see this. Dash two or whatever the hell was in there. I was like, where's this Mudai that we just grabbed who was, you know, starting a game last week for the Denver Broncos? I don't know. It was weird. So, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it was it was a tough one to watch, man, and it looked ugly. It did. It, well, it was ugly. It was, it was flat out ugly out there. We're 
quite honestly, we were lucky to get a win with that way that the offensive line played. And it was the injuries, but it was also even Cold Miller had a really bad game. You know, the, the most dependable guy on the the highest paid and the most dependable guy on the offensive line. So it was tackle from tackle to tackle. Andre James was penalized a lot. The dumb penalties that were just so untimely. So it's hard to argue with that. I won't argue with that. They're, they're definitely a worthy candidate to be planked this week. I am staying on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm just going with the second half offense. It's time you walk the plank. It's just kind of the same thing. I, I can't really circle out individuals. As much as I would like to plank somebody like Colton Miller individually, that's ignoring all the penalties and, and botched assignments from all the other four guys on the line. I don't think that would be fair. And there really wasn't any receiver that was individually bad. I thought all the receivers actually played good when they were called on. Carr was bad, but I think that it's hard for him to be good if we're just being perfectly fair about it. It's hard for him to be good. He's not a running for his life and bail you out type of quarterback. But put all those pieces together, guys. The second half offense is what I'm planking this week. This has been a, a, a recurring theme, a problem that just won't go away, where the offense, we start off, the offense is it's the same offense that is, is explosive and efficient enough to build these, these bigger second half double-digit leads they just absolutely go MIA in the second half. Ghost. What happens? Where they go? I'm quite frankly tired of speculating and talking about that because as, the, as those same results continue to happen, it's clear that the people that are directly in charge that have way more knowledge and hands-on what's going on, they don't even know what, what the problem is. Josh McDaniels does not know what the problem is at this point. Derek Carr does not know. Devontae Adams has said some things, but it, if he knows what the problem is, he's not able to, to relay that to the right people to get it fixed. These second-half power outages are putting so much pressure on this defense that straight up was not was not funded to be this type of a defense that's supposed to hold, hold you down through long, long, scoreless stretches, qu quarters at a time, three and outs, quarters at a time, entire halves just being completely taken off you know it's like if raspy you know you have kids i would imagine if you give your kids a huge project to do some chores that they have to do and you and your wife step away for a minute and you come back and the chore this is something that absolutely had to be done and you put it on your daughters to do it you know that they can do it you come back or whatever you and your wife come back later and the job wasn't done but you know one of your daughters was there right to the end trying to get it done, and you find out that your other daughters just skipped out to go to the playground halfway through. It's You can't put it on, on the one daughter that was there to, to till the end the same way. To, in other words, the defense is there for four quarters, and the offense is checking out at lunch. So for all those yeah, reasons right. and more, I the second-half Raiders offense is on that plank for me this week, Raspy. I feel like Hart just like nailed my life in a bubble right there. <laughs> I, I do have I do have one daughter who is like very detail oriented and gets it done, and the other one's like, "Oh, it's a butterfly," you know. So I, you like nailed it like right on. So, but absolutely, man, you gotta have it, and that that's why we were so harsh on the question 
you know, I think it was Shane or something last week where it was like, man, this defense is showing up, man. They're giving you as much as they can, man, when you're literally checking out for an entire half and they have to hold the water, man, that's a lot to ask, you know? So I, I, I totally agree, man. This is, this is uh something that it feels like there's almost regression. That's why I have a hard time because it, it was like, man, you know, a month ago, we're like, man, cars, like, getting it. Like, we're getting it. Things are starting to click and, you know, and then stuff like this happens, man. And you go into these just lulls where you just literally somebody turned the lights out, man. It's, it's you're not going to win games that way consistently. That's why we're freaking six and eight. So. It's exactly right. You know, it's exactly right. And you're not going to, you're not going to run the table with that kind of no inconsistency. And let's be frank, man, any boss that has one of their team members clocking out and not coming back after lunch, they get fired. So the Raiders offense has to start putting in a full day's work if they're going to, especially with the, they're the ones that have the funding. They're the ones that have multiple blue chip, pro bowl, all pro type players. Earn your money, guys, and 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 put in that full day's effort and, and try to go in some games. But the Raiders did win this game. That's the good news. The overall news there, the Raiders did win this game in thrilling fashion. And so when you win games, Raspy, you have lots and lots of captains that are stepping up to the plate that are looking for that captain seat, but only one at a time can sit in that seat. Who do you got this week? I tell you what, let me flip the script on you. You give me yours first, and I'm going to send us out of here. We usually, oh, okay. don't do this. we usually don't do this, but I think it's fitting this week. Okay. Well, I think I know where you're going to go. So I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go underrated here. I'm going to go underrated. I'm going to go Mac Hollins. You listen to your captain, mate. I thought about going Keelan Cole because he made that really, really unbelievable catch getting both feet down. It really did look like during the, the broadcast live and even some of the early replays, it looked like he definitely was not in bounds, but he I did they were going the other way for sure. Well, looked, it really did look like that would have been the right call. If I were the referee, you know, it didn't look like he got that other, that other foot down. I think it was his left foot did not look like he got it down, but to his credit, he did get it down. So, and he stepped up there. Thought about him. Patrick Graham is doing much better things with this defense down the stretch including this game. So I really looked at him. The other elephant in the room, I, I'm going to let you go there. But Mac Collins, man, I thought Mac Collins, on a day where the number one receiver in football was effectively neutralized to a great, a great deal by Bill Belichick, no surprise. You know, and Hunter Renfro had a nice game, but still clear, clearly it doesn't have his sea legs under him. Yet, pun intended, doesn't have his sea legs under him quite yet here in this offense. Darren Waller made a really nice play. It's great to see these guys back in this offense. I wish we would have had more time with these guys in this offense to work at all these kinks. He showed why he's a, a seam weapon, 25-yard touchdown. But Mac Hollins really stepped up here, guys. He stepped up basically the whole game. He was open numerous times early. He could have had some explosive plays early where he was missed. He had the touchdown reception one of Carr's three touchdowns early. 
And late in the game, that literally as late as it could get for the Raiders, that last drive where it was four down or bust territory, they had to score to, to, to even things up. Derek Carr, with whatever was going on, we'll have to watch the tape on that last drive, what, what they were doing to take Devontae out of the, out of the equation. Because we know if Derek Carr feels comfortable, if all things are, are right, he's going to Devontae on that last drive. No questions about it. But he was curiously going away from Devontae. He was going away from Waller, all the other guys. But he went to Mac Hollins multiple times on that last drive to keep hope alive, including, I believe, on that fourth and ten. That That's what kept that alive as well. And yeah. then, you know, Mac Hollins, I also have to put in, he made multiple Pro Bowl caliber plays as a gunner out there on special teams. So unheralded performance from Mac Hollins. I don't think we win this game. With that, well, we won't. We wouldn't have without his contribution. So for me, I'm going underrated, un- unheralded this week. Mac Hollins is in my captain seat for this one. Yeah, man. I mean, ding, ding. The guy did so much. Like, and it's cool to see a guy who's out there. He's a captain. You know, one of our big time receivers out there making big plays. Also out there, just like you said, just gunning and snatching balls at the two yard line, three, you know, whatever it was, toe tapping balls, just being great in all facets. It's such an underrated part of the game, what guys can do on special teams. But man, they can change games. There's no doubt. So, um, Love that, man. I was flirting with that as well. I thought Matt Collins, I mean, the fourth and ten catch to keep that drive alive, man, was was gigantic. Marcus Jones was playing really well in that game. He he punked him, dude. Went went to hit him, hit him deep, short, cut short, flipped back to the, you know, to the sideline and made a huge play to keep the drive alive, which inevitably, you know, got us into the end zone. So couldn't agree with you anymore on that. The only reason I even jumped in front of you on that is because I think it's just so fitting to end this. My captain of the week, Mr. Big Dog, Chandler Jones, man. You listen to your captain, mate. Right. Wow. I mean, (laughs) I was kind of irritated with him early in the game because it felt like Trent Brown was just dogging him with power. Man, he really adjusted on his own, you know. Whether somebody said somewhere, he just realized that, hey man, okay, I'm gonna wear him down, and I don't, I, and I think that's what he did, because he was he was going at him early, knew that he could wear him down and slow him down in the second half, started hitting him with speed moves, and you know, bent, getting bendy on him, and you know, busting these fake spins on Trent Brown and leaving him just like looking at air, just real impressive, man. And then of course, I mean, picking off Jacoby Myers at the end and straight just mushing Mac Jones on his way to a touchdown to walk off, you know, in the Vegas stadium and have everybody running loose. Every Raider player that was on our team was at that end of the end zone. I mean, what a, what a walk off with literally zeros on the clock. About as cool as it's going to get, man. Like Art said, something we're going to remember as Raider fans till the day we die. And absolutely. I'll never forget that play. That was amazing. Well, we can look back 20 years from now and say, remember that time? <laughs> Chandler Jones into that game, all crazy. Mowed down Mac Jones. So, yeah, good stuff, man. Love it. That's my captain of the week, man. Way to go, Chandler. Appreciate it, man. Even showing up and showing out lately. What a way to finish the game. Top five play for me in, in my time as a Raider fan. Right. I, that, 
that's got to be in there. I'd have to go back and really think about it. There's been a lot of great plays, but that has to be in the top five. Amazing play. And it's crazy. As weird as that is, the NFL actually charts, charted that as a fumble re- recovery return back. I guess okay, because, so yeah, because it's not really an interception. It was a it was a backwards throw, so it's not right. an interception. I just call it an interception just because of the way he cherry picked it. I just thought it was so awesome. <laughs> like a linebacker then, zone coverage, you yeah, know, waiting for and it. And then to have the wherewithal to be like, take this stiffy on my way to the end zone. Mac Jones just hard sent me a, a little gif earlier where it was like uh I remember grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Mac Jones was grandma. Chandler Jones was the reindeer. It was hilarious. I love that one. It's good stuff. Yeah, Mac Jones didn't have a prayer to no. in that in that situation. <laughs> and that, man, if you guys are ever down, if you're having a bad week at work or at home or whatever it is, and you just you need to pick me up, just go on social media and and find the uh, I know it's all over NFL Twitter. Just go back and find the uh, the Raiders radio broadcast of that play, man. It just puts oh, a smile yeah. on your face. Oh and, no! Yeah, it just yeah, it just it, it really any of the broadcast. It just it puts a smile on your face, and it's it's sure to do it too. It it, it really will. So wonderful game, wonderful win, unbelievable play. Thank you, Chandler Jones, for the memories, man. This is why we watch sports. This is why we watch football. It's about the memories. You know, it, it really is. And and we certainly added a major one. You're right. We're never going to – 50 years from now, somebody brings that up that's going to be just like the Holy Roller and all those ones from 40 and 50 – more than 40 years ago, 50-plus years ago. Those stand the test of time, so – Sure would be nice if the Raiders could find a way to sneak back into the playoffs and really validate that play as one of the greatest plays in franchise history at that point. So hell of a play, man. Hell of a win. What a rush. What just what a what a victory. We'll see if the Raiders can keep this up. The playoff scenarios have become very, very straightforward and simple for this for this organization. It starts with three. You got it. The magic number really is three for the Raiders. It's really more than that. But I think it's four. But well, no, yeah, because three plus you need some other stuff to happen. But it's really three. The Raiders have three games left, and they must win all three of them. It's pretty simple. Then you can get into some of the other scenarios that have to happen elsewhere around the the, the NFL or around the AFC. But for now, guys, Raspy, you have any last words before we we start to turn our attention to the Steelers? Other than, like you said, a lot of the guys on this team went through a four-game run to get in there last year, so it can be done. Do it again. You know, like you said, the magic number is three because we already took care of the fourth. So make it a four-game run to finish this off and find your way into the playoff, man, with the talent we have. If we could get the ball rolling and start getting Renfro and Waller and all these other boys along with the defense playing well and uh, get car sharpened up, I mean – get this stuff cleaned up there's there's always a chance man you see these guys the giants went in barely we're gonna make the playoffs ended in there as a wild card and took out the undefeated patriots man it's not something that hasn't been done before go get it let's go but in the meantime nation as usual man you guys are awesome we appreciate each and every one of you man keep uh keep plugging along man we're gonna we're gonna get back at you here soon man i uh Bottom line is, 
we're still in it, man. And we're in it because of a pretty damn awesome way. So enjoy this win, man. Relish this because this is a really cool one. And we'll uh, we'll be talking soon, man. I'll let Hart wrap it up and send us off. But y'all be good. Peace. Guys, keep it here with us. We have uh, Ask Raspy coming up in a day or two. So look out for that. Keep those notifications on. Of course, we're going to have the the Raiders Steelers Christmas Eve anniversary of the uh, Immaculate Reception game. We're going to have that very important game, critical, critically important for the Raiders. So we'll have everything broken down. Get you ready for that game as well, but guys. Hopefully, this win can take you through the rest of the week. Honestly, so enjoy this one, and uh, let's get ready for these these Steelers old AFC. Uh, rivals here coming up this weekend but still on top of the world after this win in thrilling fashion but for my partner in crime raspy raider this is your host raider heart leaving you guys from now to enjoy this this victory thank you again chandler jones and let's hope they can take this magic with them to pittsburgh and just win baby